sometimes the stars align between science and science fiction. Like the idea of time travel, in the 1930s, science fiction writers were imagining the idea of technology that could take their characters to another world, where maybe one significant thing was different. At the same time, quantum physicists were discussing the idea that all outcomes of a choice or observation occurred somewhere, and each occurrence split our reality into new ones. In this episode of Fact and Science Fiction, I'm discussing the science and science fiction of parallel universes. listeners, long time no chat. I'm currently hunkered down in my house in a shelter-in-place order, like most Americans right now. I thought I'd have all this time to work on a hobby I enjoy, but instead I started many different new hobbies, like bird watching and gardening and dog training. But maybe you don't want to hear anything more about coronavirus or COVID-19. Maybe you're listening to this podcast right now to escape, much like we watch or read science fiction. Maybe the idea of an alternate timeline or dimension sounds pretty good right now. Since I've had a long break, I've had time to reflect on my podcast and what I want to spend time on. And I realize that in podcasting, sometimes the content promotion aspect takes up more time and espouses more dread than the actual podcast creation. So at this point, I've deactivated my Patreon, the Facebook page, and the show's Instagram. I still have the blog, factandsciencefiction.com, and for now, I still have the Twitter account, Fact and Sci-Fi. Maybe it makes it more difficult for people to find the podcast, but I think it's worth it to pare down to what I really want to do. So that's all the update I have, but I wanted to point it out because obviously older episodes mention channels that are now deactivated. Anyway, let's get to the actual point of this episode. Without further ado, this is Fact and Science Fiction. I'm your host, Carly, and this episode is about parallel universes. I chose the topic of alternate universes or multiverses a long, long time ago. But just recently, I started reading Stephen King's Dark Tower series. I'm currently in book two. The Dark Tower is Stephen King's epic fantasy saga that has elements of horror and even westerns about an almost magical pilgrim named the Gunslinger. He is on a quest to defeat his ultimate villain, find the Dark Tower, and fulfill some sort of prophecy. Now, how is it related to alternate universes? Well, in the first book, it starts out as a very recognizable western. Dusty boots, ghost towns, gunslingers, with some fantasy elements. There's a magical aspect to the world, so I just assumed it was a, you know, fantasy world. And then Stephen King drops in these references to things like Hey Jude and gas pumps and other machines. The gunslinger talks about how the world has moved on from these old machines. So are we in some undetermined future? After some cataclysmic event? Then the gunslinger meets a young boy named Jake, who just appeared from a portal somewhere, and he talks about the subway, city streets, and skyscrapers like he came from modern-day New York. The books have not revealed the whole truth to me yet, yet it's evident by the middle of the first book just what we're dealing with. Another book I've read recently is The Golden Compass, a great book I recommend for adults. There is some dark stuff in there. In that book, even in the very beginning, the character Asriel finds evidence of a parallel world. 
Through the aurora borealis, he can see buildings with spires in the skies of our world. And he is determined to go to that second world. And I don't want to spoil the second book, but it really caught me off guard when we see that second world, and so I definitely recommend it. The idea that there are parallel worlds to our own, that our world can occasionally interact with, is one of the oldest ideas in literature and in legend. In lore, the idea of a fairyland or the idea of an astral plane is popular. There are two basic themes. In one, an ordinary human is transported to a fantasy land where they have adventures and may fulfill something that they could never find on Earth. In the other theme, some communication or character from the parallel world affects the life of the protagonist within this world, sometimes hurting or destroying that person. I think I'm drawn to the idea of parallel universes or worlds because I think it's fun to imagine a very recognizable world, but in which only some things have changed. It's like the ultimate what-if. In fact, a lot of stories about multiple timelines deal with this one significant change. Like, what if this person wasn't born? What if World War II ended differently? Or perhaps I like science fiction about a parallel universe where strange things occur, like in the Twilight Zone. It's a great way to suspend disbelief. Maybe you're thinking of an example of a parallel universe in fiction right now. I'll talk about quite a few from the very beginning stories by H.G. Wells and others to the more modern-day stuff. Before I dig in, though, we should go over the different names for the phenomenon and sci-fi theme I'm talking about. So I know them as alternate universes or parallel universes, and then all of those alternates together form a multiverse. Fun fact, the term multiverse was coined all the way back in 1895 by the philosopher William James, but not in the context we're discussing it now. The term alternate dimension is like used in the Twilight Zone. Many worlds is how physicists talk about the theory, and I'll define that soon. Further, when creators create a parallel universe that branched off in the past, it could be referred to as alternate history, in which something was changed that branches the universe off of ours. Alternate history is an entire subgenre of science fiction. For example, the steampunk genre is an alternate history where steam replaces electricity in the Victorian era. I could dedicate a whole episode just to books about alternate histories, so I'll use most of these terms interchangeably, but notice these subtle differences. While I think of the Twilight Zone when I hear alternate dimension, one example of actually thinking of dimensions as far as like first, second, third was Edward Abbott's novel Flatland, a romance of many dimensions, published in 1884. In it, Abbott describes a world of two dimensions that have living squares, triangles, and circles. There is Flatland and Pointland, with zero dimensions, Lineland of one dimension, and Spaceland, three whole dimensions. In the end, Abbott predicts the possibilities of even more complicated dimensions. Isaac Asimov later described Flatland as the best introduction one can find into the manner of perceiving dimensions. H.G. Wells used the idea of the fourth dimension that could create parallel dimensions in his stories The Wonderful Visit and Men Like Gods. Many more authors like Robert A. Hanlon and Douglas Adams wrote stories where additional dimensions provided a space for characters to travel to different universes. In fiction, there are many explanations for how characters can arrive or exist in an alternate universe. But in the real world, many physicists over the decades have studied the many worlds interpretation. Maybe you've heard it called that, or maybe you know it by a guy named Erwin Schrodinger. 
The many worlds interpretation is the idea that there is a large probability that all outcomes exist in some other world or universe. Now, this hasn't been recognized as an all-agreed truth, but basically back in the 1930s, physicists tried to measure where an electron's position would likely be in a wave. Schrodinger created an equation to find the probability of where an electron was in the wave function. But you'd have to do this equation over and over and get a different result. But as you keep doing this equation, a certain shape would form that would support the well-tested theory that electrons move on a wave. However, the way waves work, that would only happen if the electrons were in multiple places at once. Now, it's kind of hard to describe, but it's very easy to see. So I recommend watching a video on Khan Academy about the wave function and Schrodinger's equation. I will link to it in the show notes. And this equation has been tested and tested, and it always turns out the same way. But Schrodinger said, until I do this equation to find out where this electron is, it's just everywhere in this fuzzy world of probability. And the math supported that. Until they measured it, the electron could be anywhere and was in multiple places at once. So that's where Schrodinger's thought experiment came in. Until you actually opened the box, the cat was both alive and dead at the same time. Schrodinger himself thought this cat experiment was absurd. But when he was talking about electrons, the math was correct. So he was just like, screw it. This is ridiculous. He gave up physics forever and got into like gardening or something. It was really a scientist named Hugh Everett III who continued working on this problem with electrons and wave functions, and it wasn't until the 1960s and 70s that the theory was called the many worlds interpretation. The reason that this problem with electrons and wave functions can mean that multiple universes exist and multiple versions of us exist is because with quantum physics, whatever is true at the atomic level has to be true with everything because we're all made of atoms. Like, we move on a wave function as well. And as we interact with the electrons we're trying to measure, scientists who subscribe to the many worlds interpretation, like the famous scientist and science communicator Sean Carroll, says both the electron and us split into a new universe whenever this stuff gets entangled, whenever an observation or a choice is made. That's how the idea of like one choice or one event can split into a new universe in fiction came about. Now this is tough. I don't expect everyone to understand this electron measuring business. I've reviewed my notes several times just to say this, but let's take consolation that maybe out there, there is a version of us who does understand. The most important thing to remember is that according to quantum physics, Schrodinger's equation to find atoms supports the idea that atoms exist in multiple possible places at the same time in the fuzzy world of probability. And whatever is valid at the atomic level must be true with all of us at the universal level because everything is made of atoms. So if we dig deeper into the many worlds interpretation, some questions pop up. Do all universes sprout off or branch off a core world, or are they all branches? Physicists and philosophers disagree on whether universes can interact once they split. But if an electron superposition can split into multiple outcomes, then the universe has been splitting for a really, really long time. If there was a core world, I think there have been so many branches that it is almost unrecognizable. According to quantum mechanics, there is no one special world above all the rest. There is no core you. The world has already branched off so much before we were even specs. Fiction can play with this tension of branched worlds or collapsing worlds in fun ways. For example, in The Legend of Zelda Majora's Mask, 
The game is played on a parallel world to Hyrule. In this other world, Termino was created just before you arrive, and it will be destroyed in three days. So you're running against the clock before the world is destroyed. Okay, let's take a break from this massive physics discussion. Let's talk more about this theme in fiction. Sometimes characters visiting parallel universes are called sideways time travel. In Doctor Who, the seventh doctor accidentally uses the TARDIS to travel sideways in time to a parallel universe in which Britain is ruled by a dictator and he is able to witness the terrible consequences of a drilling project that was about to occur in his own universe. So he's able to travel back to his world and stop the project from happening. In Sidewise in Time, a 1934 short story by Murray Linster, parallel universes start to collapse where places are replaced by their parallel universe counterparts. For example, a universe where the Roman Empire never fell collapses onto our world, so St. Louis, Missouri is now ruled by Romans. This short story was one of the first to discuss the parallel universes seriously. H.G. Wells used it more as a literary device to introduce characters in his story A Modern Utopia in 1903, but it wasn't an essential theme. The many worlds interpretation isn't the only physics theory to support the existence of multiple worlds or multiple universes. One of the leading theories describes bubble universes, that basically space-time is continually expanding and accelerating as it expands. Our universe began with a Big Bang that created a microscopic bubble, and as our bubble expands, including galaxies, solar systems, and planets, inflation still continues in remote parts of the universe. Regions like ours are constantly being formed. The new regions appear as tiny microscopic bubbles, and then they grow. We live in one of those bubbles and can only observe a small part of our bubble. As Alexander Vilenkin says in Scientific American, No matter how fast we travel, we cannot catch up with the expanding boundaries of our bubble. So for all practical purposes, we live in a self-contained bubble universe. Like the many worlds interpretation, this multiverse theory created some small-scale testable hypothesis that the math supports. Other than the many worlds interpretation and bubble universe interpretation discussed by scientists, philosophers have been discussing multiple universes since Aristotle's time. This is where I think physics gets really trippy. PhilosophyNow.org had a great post on the multiverse conundrum. Philosophers and scientists considered the idea of multiple worlds because, wow, a lot of conditions of our universe had to be just perfect for us to exist. How is the Earth in just the perfect spot for life? How are photons not just a fraction of 1% heavier, therefore collapsing into other particles and rendering all atoms, particles, beings impossible? The most leading philosophy is that there's an intelligent designer. Second, maybe there were so many other universes in which these conditions were not met, and we're the one that made it. Or, and Einstein discussed this, that there are scientific laws that would explain all of this luck, the stars aligning on our existence, we just haven't discovered them yet. And then when we do, we can discover how they would work for other universes. Of course, this is just a small sample of all the theories and philosophies of existence and reality as we know it, but I feel like the galaxy brain meme right now. In fiction, characters are able to cross into other universes, interact with the environment and the people there. Scientists who support the theory of multiple universes disagree on this. If we were to interact with other universes, would there be consequences? Would our universes start to collapse into a combined universe? Would versions of ourselves cease to exist? I can't answer those questions about our universe, but what I can do is talk about fiction. 
Multiverses are so common in comic books. I can't believe I made it this far in the podcast without discussing comics because it isn't so much as a plot as like the axis that the entire comic book industry revolves on. How do you handle the same character in stories for almost a hundred years? How can you juggle their sidekicks, villains, their origin stories? How do you keep old fans interested and get new fans to start reading? Well, you just create a multiverse. Multiple timelines where the same character is just a little bit different or a lot different. And then you make them meet. This has been popular in Crisis on Infinite Earths and DC Comics that was recently loosely adapted for TV on the CW. But one of my favorite and recent examples is Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. And Into the Spider-Verse, multiple versions of the Spider-Man hero collide into one universe. In the film, Kingpin uses a super collider to create a portal to another dimension where his late wife and kid are still alive so he can reunite with them. Unfortunately, the collider explodes, creating a rip between all possible dimensions where a Spider-Man or Spider-Superhero exists. And once those versions are stuck in this universe, their cells start to decay and they will fizzle away painfully. Like Into the Spider-Verse and Sidewise in Time, other sci-fi works play with the idea of collapsing sister worlds. For example, the video game Silent Hill, in which our world and a parallel nightmare world become intertwined. You may be asking, after talking about how many splits and branches there can be, just how many universes are there? In theory, there can be infinite universes because space-time is infinite. But Sean Carroll says that it's likely a finite number because there are only so many configurations of a particle. So eventually there would be exact copies, and copies of our world where one particle is in a different place or where two particles are in a different place, and so on and so forth. Even if it is a finite number, it is a huge number. In fact, if we were to go off just how many distinct configurations of a particle there can be, it is 10th to the 10th to the 122nd power. That is a lot. To this day, scientists still discuss the many worlds interpretation in Schrodinger's equation, and it is still great fodder for science fiction. Like Schrodinger's cat, the idea of multiple universes or alternate histories are great thought experiments that ignite the imagination. As new historical events occur, such as the coronavirus, for example, science fiction creators can imagine alternate universes where maybe something else happened. Somebody was able to react in time. While Harry Turtledove was imagining what if the Confederate Army was given AK-47s in the Civil War, or Philip K. Dick considered what if Japan and Germany won World War II? How can science fiction creators use the idea of the multiverse in a new and exciting way? So I bet after all this research, I have you pretty much convinced that there are multiple universes, constantly branching off of our own with every choice or observation we make. Or maybe not. I will say, don't run off trying to build a machine to reach another universe quite yet. One big strike against the multiverse theory is that we just can't test it on the macro scale. Yes, the math supports the idea that electrons probably exist in multiple places somewhere, but anything larger than that? It's impossible to test. At this scale, most physicists say that this discussion ceases to be about physics and it becomes about your own personal philosophy on what is real and why the universe exists. It's none of their business. Occam's razor posits that the simplest explanation is probably true. So to envision multiple or infinite universes just to make Schrodinger's equation make sense, or to make our own universe make sense, is probably not the case. We're probably just missing some crucial information.
So this was a pretty dense episode, so I want to wrap up the science part for you so you can take it away, finish the podcast with something to talk about later. As science fiction writers in the early 1900s were coming up with the idea of multiple or parallel universes, physicists at the same time were trying to explain why one of their most rigorously tested and proven mathematical equations suggested that electrons could, by probability, be in multiple places at once. The conclusion that could explain it was the many-worlds interpretation, that basically all outcomes or observations at the atomic level occur somewhere, possibly in other worlds. Erwin Schrodinger was like, there is no way a cat can be alive and dead at the same time. This is absurd. I'm giving up physics forever. Scientists discuss and disagree on how multiple universes could coexist in space-time, but they do kind of agree at least that there would be a finite number of unique universes because they would be confined to the known number of unique particle configurations. It's a huge number. It is 10 to the 10 to the 122nd power. That is some nice cocktail chatter right there. Anyway, science fiction was changed forever. Using time machines, super colliders, or just bad luck, characters could interact with other versions of themselves, see better outcomes of decisions, or see the most terrible dystopias imaginable. Some of the greatest authors of science fiction, H.G. Wells, Isaac Asimov, and Robert Heinlein, use these themes across their work. It sprouted an entire subgenre of just exploring what would happen if world wars ended differently. Comic books use this idea of multiple Earths and multiple universes to test out new character variations, new plot lines, and the best crossover events in history. I can't wait to see how the science fiction genre uses this theme to make new stories. If you like this episode, check out my other episodes in your podcast app or on factandsciencefiction.com. Tell a friend or leave a review. I would appreciate it. And lastly, thanks for listening.